Hey there, beautiful. Yes, you. This is Miriam Albert, your host of the Let's Breathe Beautiful podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I know it seems like our days can be filled with so many demands. Was I a good enough mom today? Did I tell my loved ones how much they really mean to me? Did I check off all the to-dos? Oh boy, I forgot to move the laundry into the dryer. Again. I get it, friend. I don't know about you, but often if my mouth isn't running, my mind definitely is. In a time with so much available at our fingertips, sometimes what our hearts are craving the most is just permission to slow down and breathe, to simply just be, and that that would be enough. The good news is we were created for a life of peace. And even better news, it doesn't come at the price the world may tell us it does. Sound too good? Well, friend, grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's make space to breathe together and be reminded of who we are and whose we are. There's plenty of room at the table. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Let's Breathe Beautiful. This is Miriam, your host, and today we're actually going to continue our discussion on cultivating a heart of contentment. So if you tuned in last week, you heard me share a little bit about kind of my personal experience with, you know, feeling like there was all this noise in my head, and I shared a little bit about stepping into fasting and prayer for the first time and and really what it looks like to just draw nearer to God and listen to his voice more than, you know, all the voices around me. And so um, I kind of wanted to first start by sharing a little bit of my experience um, through the through the few days that, um, you know, of embarking on the fasting journey and really just some beautiful treasures that I feel like God shared that I know will uh, be, of, be of help to some of you. So um, just to give you a little background as to what was going on in, in our last week. So last Wednesday was actually the day that I chose to do a fast because, you know, we had kind of hit this point in life. And, you know, if you if you followed this show for any time now, you kind of know um, a little bit about me and my background and, and you know, releasing this whole like per- attitude of performance. And um, I'm a very goal-oriented person. I'm a visionary and I like new things to chase after constantly, which can be a great thing. But then if, if I don't keep it in a healthy place, um, it can it can come from a place of discontentment, right? Um, not always from this healthy place that I think that God wants it to be, but uh, you know, like I said, just from a place of, of restlessness or uh, feeling discouraged or like I said, just just some discontentment. and I and I couldn't really put a finger on if that's what was going on in my life uh, for the last few weeks. And so that's kind of why I originally wanted to step into um, the act and and, um, the discipline of of fasting. And so I shared a little bit about fasting last week, and then I shared some in my stories on social media through the book that I was reading and um, some tips on that if you're new to fasting. But kind of what I had chose to do was to uh, not watch any TV or get onto my social media channels because that can, you know, of course be a lot of distraction in itself. And if you're, if you struggle at all with comparison, <laughs> social media is probably the best thing to take a fast from, right? So I already knew I was going to do, you know, maybe more of like a social fast, if you will, um, and step away from those things. But then also, um, 
I did a partial fast in terms of food. So I I took a chunk throughout the day where I really just did liquids. And so after, you know, um, like, like I think it was six or seven in the morning, all I had were like um, juices. Like I just used my juicer and did juices. And then um, I, I didn't eat until dinner time, like a small dinner. And so um, my really – what I wanted to do was be more present and um, during those times and just praying and pressing in and also just being in the word. And one of the first things that I will admit that I found was actually how much I was surprised by my my struggle with where to know how to start getting into the word. Um, and I didn't even realize, you know, like how much that was a little bit of a challenge for me. Um, if I'm not doing a specific Bible study per se, um, I just noticed that I was like, well, where do I even go today? Lord, you know, what, what scripture do you want me to open up to and where do I dive in and dissect everything? And so what happened with, uh, with this past week was I had already decided that we would be, you know, I would be doing the fast starting Wednesday and Tuesday, uh, a big surprise happened, and we actually ended up. Um, a few friends of ours had sent us some links to the same house, and it was in this part of town that my husband and I have kind of had on our hearts to kind of move out that way. It would be closer to our church and closer to our friends, and it was a, a move that we had wanted to make for a while. But in this season of life, we have chosen. Um, we had really chosen to take a step back from. Um, really putting more work on our plates, I guess, financially, I would say. Um, so for one, so that I could focus on homeschooling because that can feel, you know, a little bit like a, a job in itself. It's, you know, it's a lot of time. And so um, we had just decided that in our season of life, it was more important that we were present in our home more than out working. And I don't think that there's any right or wrong um, so my experience might not be your experience, but that is what we had chosen for our family. And I think that's, what's most important is, you know, figuring out what does that look like for your particular family? And so that's what we had chosen. So moving was in our hearts, but also just didn't really feel realistic for where we are, were right now. Um, it just felt like it would come with some added stress. And so all that to say Tuesday, you know, after people sending us, these different links to this same house and, um, you know, just talking it through, it just, we kind of hit us like, you know what, what the heck, let's go look at this house. And so Tuesday night, uh, you know, on a whim, Tuesday afternoon, talked to my friend who's our, our realtor and said, you know, Hey, I think we want to go look at this house. <laughs> and so she made it happen. We looked that night and of course I fell in love and, um, was just like, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, like I, I get very excited and my husband's like, oh my gosh, it's the first house we looked at and she's already in love. And that is very much my personality sometimes. And so all that to say, we got home, you know, Wednesday was kind of the day that we were going to be talking to a lender and our, our goal is to really rent our current house out. We feel like that would be a very wise long-term financial decision for our family. And, um, you know, we really don't want to let go of the house that we're in. It's something that we want to hang on to. But of course, that changed things financially moving into a new home um, because we want to just be upright selling and then moving, right? So um, 
All that to say, you know, started this fast and I wasn't so much hungry as I was missing my coffee, okay? I had this splitting. If you've ever done anything where you drink coffee every day or caffeine and then you go like a day or two without it, you know what I'm talking about. And so I just had that throbbing headache all day and I was so emotional. I mean, I cried like almost all day long and I was like, Lord, what in the world? Like, is this what fasting looks like? Because I'm pretty sure my family is questioning why I would ever do this. <laughs> I think my husband was like, oh gosh, like let this fast be over because, oh, my wife is like, whoa, right now, you know? And so anyway, I just remember feeling, um, I don't know, I just, I felt so much confusion. It almost felt like the noises were getting louder. And I'm like, Lord, I'm fasting to like quiet the noises. And I feel like they're getting louder and there's so much confusion do I go back to work and do we stop homeschooling? Do we like all the what if questions and everything just felt like stress. Like nothing felt like it was flowing in this and I wanted it to flow. And so at the end of the night, we kind of were coming to the reality that this might not be where we were going to end up, you know? And so like I had my moment of a little bit of pity and a little bit of um, just defeat, like just disappointment, you know, which I felt I had to tell my husband like, I get a right to feel a little disappointed in this right now, you know, like you need to just let me feel a little disappointed. And so after we put the kids to bed, I really just put my phone on Don't Disturb and I put on some worship music and I just took a hot bath and I really let allowed myself to just be in this place of receiving. And I, I mean, within 15 minutes, probably like it was just this calm that rushed over me. And it wasn't like I heard this audible voice per se, but it was like I got this sense of, I have something better for you. And I cannot tell you how immediate the peace was about that. I was like, okay, okay. And I, and it was just like, okay, I can give the realtor an answer. We have, like, I've got this peace. This is, you know, this is a no for now. And I'm trusting that there is something else. And, and I was like, and then the next morning, even when I woke up, it was the same way. It was one of the first mornings that I woken up in a long time where I didn't feel like immediately there were all these what if questions and am I where I'm supposed to be right now? And am I doing the right things? Am I missing anywhere you want me to be, Lord? And just all this like overwhelm that would come like every morning when I would wake up and it was just not there this next morning. And I was like, oh, thank you, God, you know? And so as I kind of dove in, I was reading this book alongside um, the fasting journey and it's called Contentment. It's a 31-day devotional. Um, it's by Megan Hill and it is just so good. It's like one page and then it has these reflection questions and um, it pointed me into reading uh, Luke 4, 1 through 13, okay? And, you know, I just remember thinking I couldn't, I really couldn't discern if God was doing all this like wrestling in my heart because he was ready for us to transition into something new. So it was like, am I having this restlessness because God is transitioning us and I just, I don't know what that looks like yet. And he's like, stirring some things up because it's time to move? Or was this more of like a heart issue for me that he would also be working on, right? Like, was this that whole complex of like the grass is greener here if you do this or if you move here or if you get a job, you know, like all these things. And so 
that was kind of why I wanted to get into the fasting in the first place was to to help to discern between those those things. Um, and, you know, I never wanted to make a move if it was more of like a, a work of contentment that he was doing in my heart. And so um, as I came upon Luke 4, 1 through 13, okay, it is basically the story of how Jesus was in the wilderness um, and how he was tempted for 40 days, you know, and through that time, you see this dialogue between Jesus and the enemy. And, you know, at one point, um, the enemy is saying like, oh, okay, well, like, so in verse three, he's saying, if you're really the son of God, then tell this stone to become a loaf of bread, right? It's like, oh, well, if you're really this, then do this. Like, if you really have this authority, do this. And Jesus' response was, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. And and that in itself was like, you know, the bread alone is like through material things, through those physical experiences, through, you know, um, like I said, just these material possessions, right? And so as it goes on, it's like, you know, at one point, the enemy points out, um, in verse six, he says, I will give you the glory of these kingdoms. So he actually took Jesus up and revealed to him like all the kingdoms of the world, right? And and just what he had authority over. And I'm sure probably tried to paint this beautiful picture that was very deceiving because we know that he's just a deceiver anyway. And so he was trying, you know, to point out like, I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them because they are mine to give anyone I please. So like, I almost thought of it like making making a deal with the devil, right? And so in that, he says, um, I will give all of this to you if you will worship me, okay? And again, Jesus replies, the scripture says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him, only him. And so there were other times where, you know, there was another circumstance where in this same passage, you know, the enemy comes back and then offers something else. And he's and he's actually quoting scripture, right? The enemy is actually quoting scripture. However, he leaves some really important parts out of it. So when he says, okay, well, you know, um, if you're the son of God, then just jump off of this high point of the temple, right? Because scripture says that, you know, God will order his angels to protect and guard you. And so they'll hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Okay. Um, but again, Jesus responds, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. And and actually, the enemy really leaves out some important things. Like it's it's according to God's will. It's not just like, oh, go test him and then jump, jump off this temple, right? And so that was such an eye-opener to me, this like all of this as it unraveled, because I could see where, you know, what is, what does the enemy want to do? He wants to distract us. He wants to distract us from the God's voice. So he wants to distract us with all of these things that seem like they will be better and that are more appealing. And actually in this book, it specifically says the areas where he tempts us are material provision. So, you know, oh, tell this stone to turn to bread. Like, you know, material provision, power. So what was he offering Jesus? He was offering him all this authority over these kingdoms and 
and, you know, this power um, and status and, you know, all of those things. I mean, that was like really the original way that he even tempted Eve, if you think about it, was like, if you eat like, oh, well, God just doesn't want you to have this because he says, if you have it, then you will be like him. And so that was, that is how he comes in and, and tempts us. Right. And so it was just an eye opener for me to look at, okay, what void am I feeling right now where here comes the enemy and he is trying to tempt me in that and where he is trying to tell me, well, if, if my circumstances change, then I will be happy. And what areas of our life do, does he try to confuse us and come in and say, okay, you know, in these circumstances, if, if you get this or if you do that, then you'll be happy, right? And so really what I took away from this time in this passage was a few things. It first just kind of, again, opened my eyes to how easily like he can sneak in and and try to stir up that discontentment within us and make us feel like if we get this or we get that, then that is going to lead to our happiness, right? Um, but also what I saw through that was what, what was Jesus's tool? Like, so when the voices, when the loud noises were creeping in, what was his answer? What was his solution to that? And over and over, every single time the enemy said something, Jesus' response every single time was, no, the scriptures say dot, 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 dot. No, the scriptures say dot, 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 dot. The scriptures also say dot, 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 dot. So what was the tool that he used? It was scripture. And it was just such, it, it was such an invitation in that moment to my own struggle and knowing where to go sometimes in scripture of, of the importance of it and the importance of having those tools of scripture, you know, in, in my back pocket to be able to whip out and say, you know what? No, this is actually what scripture says. Like, I know this voice of confusion is coming in, but actually this is what God says. This is what his word says, and this is what is true. And so that was one thing where I just saw that what a powerful tool scripture truly is to breaking off the the confusion and the noise, right? So that was one thing. But another thing was I really saw, um, you know, it kind of made me think about that song of turn your eyes upon Jesus, right? Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And a lot of times when I allow myself to get into that place and just like humbling myself enough to just get into this quiet place where, again, my mouth's not running, my mind's not running, and allow him to just speak to me, um, I think it's different for everyone. And I will say that it takes it does take some time to like it's to kind of be disciplined in that. Um, it's kind of like building our spiritual muscles, if you will, to get those downloads. Um, it's available to all of us, you know, and sometimes it just takes more of that disciplining ourselves and getting quiet. But when you when you look at it, it's not like a punished discipline. It's like we actually get to delight in it because there's so much treasure in it when we take that quiet time. And so 
really for me, when I'm in those quiet times, I feel like the downloads I get typically end up being um, visual. It's almost like I close my eyes and I kind of visualize what I feel that God is showing me in that. And so through um, some inner healing that I've done and through ministry that I've worked with to really help me grow closer, you know, through healing and just experiencing um, just experiencing God and what he has to say and exchanges from Jesus for myself, um, my mentor in that had really kind of invited me to kind of this exercise of taking a step back. Like if you were taking, like imagining yourself like seated in heaven from Jesus's perspective, looking down and like in moments of distress in our lives or moments of confusion in our lives, like looking at your entire life timeline from heaven's perspective and what feels so big and so monumental in this moment, but yet taking this heavenly view of it from like birth, like until like, you know, our whole timeline, it looks so small. And it's not to say that we don't get to feel the things that we're feeling in that moment, but, you know, feel those things if, you know, present it, present it to him. You know, if there's, if there's frustration, like he can handle all of those things. Right. Um, but when we're able to place ourselves from that position of like taking our seat from a higher perspective and looking down, we're able to see that those things that are soaking up all of this mental energy, like it's such a little blimp to him and his perspective, right? It is still important to him because it's important to us, but it gives us that breathing room to realize like, oh my goodness, this is the, on the, on the grand, in the grand scheme, this is small, right? And so for me, I saw where the enemy was like tempting with all of this, like, oh, look at these kingdoms and look at what I have authority over and look at this and this and this and making it look probably so glamorous, right? Um, and so I saw, it made me think of being in an airplane. If you've ever been on an airplane, like it made me think of when you're just, just high enough off the ground, but you're not way like all the way to where you ascend, right? Like if you're just high enough where, you know, you can, you can still make out the cars that are driving and you can still make out buildings and like, yes, it feels like you have this higher perspective, right? But I almost kind of, that's how I imagined this scene with Jesus being, being tempted by the enemy. It's like, okay, yeah. So he does have some authority, right? But I look at it more from like that ground where maybe it does seem like it's higher than a person or powerful or whatever. However, like it almost reminds me of being on the airplane and that view where, yeah, I can see the cars and I can see some things are bigger than other and I can see what looks so like, oh, like majestic and powerful and all of that. However, the higher that I go up and the higher that I go up and the higher that I go up. And we know Jesus has authority and God has authority. So no matter what, the enemy is always below. The enemy is always below his feet. And so when I take and I can see myself from that higher place, when you get to that higher place in the airplane, everything looks small. Like, honestly, sometimes you can only see clouds and everything is irrelevant anyway, right? And so that is really like what I felt like he was showing me in that moment was just getting that perspective of really some of the things that I put so much weight into, how 
how in the grand scheme and in his ways and in his kingdom, like those things truly don't matter. And sometimes we can allow things like, you know, social media, I think is is one way probably. It can be, it's a tool that can be used for so much good, but I also think that it can be a tool that maybe the enemy knows how to use in our lives to get us into that comparison trap or like, oh, well, we should be living like this or we should have these things. And, you know, and so anyway, it just was a really beautiful perspective to get to come up way, way, way up into the clouds from that higher view and know that sometimes those things that are really weighing us down in life, when we can look from that heavenly perspective, how it really is so small. And I feel like that gives hope for the eternity um, in what we have in our relationship with our Father. And so um, really kind of my prayer by the end of it and, and getting that different piece and of like just cultivating again that heart of of being more content was turning that prayer into, you know, God, help me to recognize when there is a spiritual void in my life and fill it with you. Like help me to allow that void to be filled with you and your works and your wonders versus some type of a physical experience or a physical thing that I think is going to make me happy in that moment. And so I would encourage you friends, you know, to go and maybe go and meditate on that. Go look through Luke 4, 1 through 13. Um, you know, and I will say this kind of in closing, like I wish I could say um, that I have arrived in this place <laughs> of, oh, just like snapping my fingers and turning into like complete contentment and, you know, actually being being really honest, part of my hesitancy over the last couple of years to even start this podcast was because I knew the heart around it was to to be seated in a place of peace and to help others, you know, especially women, but everybody like enter into this place of peace, no matter where they are in life, right? No matter what their circumstances, that's always been my main heart and goal for this podcast. Um, But what would happen is every time that I thought I would about to start, uh, that I would think I was about to start the podcast, something would happen. Maybe I would fly off the handle on my kids or get frustrated about this or that. And it was just that, that like uh, that guilt coming in or that lie coming in of like, who the heck are you to do a podcast about peace? Like you haven't arrived there, you know? (laughs) And, um, and being honest, even some of, some of the times here, like, um, when I talk about things, like it's still things that I'm walking through myself. And, and so that really, really slowed me down for a little while because I was like, I can't talk about peace. Like, look at, I'm like stressed out about this. Like, who am I to be talking about this? I'm going to feel like a fake. And one of the things that the Lord, and this is how you know when it is coming from the enemy or coming from the Lord, because anything coming from the enemy is going to feel like guilt. It's going to feel like shame. It's going to feel hurried and rushed. But anything that is coming from the Lord, it's going to be more like an invitation. It's going to be calm. You're going to feel assurance in it. And you know that it's rooted in a place of love, not in a place of fear. It's going to be a voice of love, not a voice of fear. And so I really, again, like heard that not an audible voice per se, but just the sense that I got 
was like, Miriam, because I was telling myself, like, the lie I was believing is like, well, you're no expert on peace. Like, you got to get to a point in your life where you're an expert on peace before you can do your podcast. And I promise you, I got this beautiful download that said, I'm the expert, as in he is the expert, and you're the experience. And what an invitation for me to get to say yes, finally, to what he had put on my heart in doing this, where I don't have to be the peace expert. Like, through my experiences, I just get to share those and, you know, other friends' experience that get to come on here with me. And through those experiences, he shows up. And it's an invitation to lead people, not to me, (laughs) because I am not the expert, but to him, because he is the one who is the expert. And how much more can he help anybody in their lives than anything that I could ever do? And so I just invite you, if you're in a place in that where you feel like you need to be the expert in something before you start, you know, just know he's the expert and there's so much peace and rest in knowing that we get to be part of the experience that leads others to the expert. Friends, thanks so much for joining in today. Uh, I did want to invite you, if you would like to take a look at some different scriptures um, that I think would be very helpful to speak into your life and dealing with contentment and dealing with God's promises for your life, then I would just invite you to hop on over to um, my social media. You can follow me on Instagram at Let's Breathe Beautiful um, or on Facebook at just my name at Miriam Albert. Um, I will be having some different slides there with some scripture that you can speak into your own life. Um, Put it up on your wall. Put it up on your bathroom mirror. And as you are walking through whatever season you're walking through, let that speak to you. Let that truth just drown out any distractions or any noise about where you think you should be. And something I want to do at the end of this episode that I don't typically do is actually just to pray over you. So Father, I just come to you today and I just ask that you would just breathe your peace and your calm into each and every listener here today. Lord, you know the seasons of each person's life. You know the what they're wrestling with, Lord, whether it be the mom who feels like she's just trying to keep her head above water right now, Lord, or whether it is um, a family that is facing a little bit of financial trouble right now, Lord, you know, through this time of inflation and some uncertainties, Lord, we just ask that you would breathe a peace and calm into them and to help each person know that you ultimately are our provision. Everything that we have comes from you. And so, Lord, I pray that whatever the void is in each person's life right now, that you would just fix their hearts and their eyes upon you and assure them and through your word even let let your word pour into their hearts that you are their provider you are their peace you are the cornerstone you are the foundation and that all of the void can be filled with you and not just in changing their circumstances, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for your son, Jesus. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen.